Thank you for listening to the Nate Jackson Podcasting Network. What up, beautiful people? It's your boy, Mr. Nate Jackson, comedian extraordinaire. We are live from the Super Funny Comedy Club, but this is not the Super Funny Comedy Club podcast. Well, kind of. This is the Nate Jackson radio show. This is another episode of goodness. Um, if you're not hip to it, you can go check it out. Uh, it's on iTunes. It's on YouTube. I've had phenomenal interviews with incredible people. I interviewed Kalita Smith, the mother from the Bernie Mac show. Um, that was three episodes ago. Then two episodes ago, I interviewed Jeremy Sarez. The, uh, he played the son on the Bernie Mac show. He also was uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son in Jerry Maguire. And then um, most recently, uh, I just posted a throwback clip on my Instagram at Mr. Nate Jackson of myself and Quentin Rampage Jackson, uh, where I walked on the wild side and roasted him despite his MMA career and uh, obvious temper flares that have been caught by the media. That was actually fake news. Dude was dope. Uh, he was phenomenal. He's actually very funny, and we had a great interview. Today, I'm pleased to announce my guest for today's episode is... Now, listen, do we go government? No, we, we ain't going to go government. All right, so we're going to go experience, a.k.a. XP. Ha! That is my guest for today. Now, there's going to be certain accolades I give to you that you're going to have to rein me in because okay. I'm so excited about what you've done, are doing, and will do that a lot of my stuff is going to sound outrageous. So you can stop me where you want. He's responsible solely for seven of ten of Macklemore's platinum, platinum hits. So for all the listeners out there that say, where does Macklemore get all this soul? <laughs> this is the soul. He got some. In the train. No, he definitely He got doesn't. a little bit. Ben is cold. But how how true is that? Seven out of ten platinum hits? Um a little too much sauce. I think that's a little too much. I don't think it's seven. I think uh I think it's more like five or six. All right, give me three. I think well, no, we're gonna go five. No, I want you to say three. Oh, three. Um glorious. Wow. It's glorious. Okay. Uh good old days. Okay. Marmalade, okay, featuring uh, little yachty, yeah, little boat, little boat. Uh, what else we got? Uh, downtown, downtown. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Thrift shop. No, I didn't. I didn't do that one. Dang. Didn't do that one. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's hell on the the past three albums. I've helped work. Fantastic. On. Yeah, but I don't get a plaque for every one. You don't get a plaque for all that shit? No. I mean, I could ask him for one, but it's like. Yeah, they would give you one quick. They're like, it's our boy. It costs money. So. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic, man. Thank um, you, man. Thank you. Bro. So, I have an interesting story for, about Lil Yachty. Okay. How about that? Yeah. So, um, annually, George Lopez throws a function at his house called Who Weed in My Pool, right? Not peed. Who Weed. Who Weed. And people do whatever they want to do at this party. Who mm-hmm. Weed in My Pool. And uh, the Kings of Comedy or the, uh, uh, the, the D.L. Hughley, it's called the Black and Brown Tour now mm-hmm. with uh, George Lopez and okay, yeah, other yeah. major acts. So their cameraman and friend for life and the person who's been taking all the pictures of all the celebrities and all the stuff around them is Lil Yachty's dad. Okay. So Lil Yachty, since he was little, literally a Lil Yachty, yeah, he has been, always been around been everybody. Around. I mean, he calls D.L. Hughley and George Lopez his uncles, like, and they wow. call him nephew. And so he's like, you know, wildly connected and with the That's culture, crazy. not just not yeah. Nobody would know that when you see uh, Kool Aid dyed individual <laughs> braids, you think, oh, we have another lost child with talent. No, 
Lil Yachty's actually raised very well, has a great great circle and a whole bunch of people around him. Anyway, um, speaking of that, let's shift into your childhood. Mm. Okay, because I think for you to write um, a hit song like the one that's dropping at midnight, Peacocking, and I knew when I heard it. You know when you hear it. Mm-hmm. And I heard it before it was blessed by Talkbox. Yeah, you, you heard it in the rough, the real rough stage. Wasn't even that rough. I was. I remember. I, this is the type of song where I remember where I was when I heard. It. How about that? Oh. I was standing outside of Emerald City Smoothie on Thirty uh, Eighth Street near uh, K and G Men's Factory, and he was like, "Hey man, here's a little something I'm uh, I'm dibbling and dabbling with. Tell me what you think." And it comes on, and he's peacocking. I was like, "Ooh, this is slapping harder than a pissed off pimp." Hey, on some bitch, where's my money? Little bit. That shit goes. Thank you. Man. And so it drops at midnight. And since then, you've added Mr. Talkbox to it. Yeah. There's a whole video. Who shot the video? Uh, the homie Jake McGraw. Jake uh, McGraw. Quick Jake draw. From uh, JMD uh, Creative. He uh, he shoots photos for mm-hmm. Mac on tour. He does, uh, you know, the videos. He does the whole thing. He's raw. He's raw. Yeah, so look like you got a beautiful space and a, a fantastic outfit. And uh, I'm trying to make it look like I live there. It looks like it. But that's not my real. That's why I took my shoes and so I was like, I'm going to take my socks off. That you looked comfortable. I was, I was for, for 40 minutes. They charged us. Hilarious. About an hour. I said, we got 45. You see, most people take off their shoes, socks, and hat. And you were like, I'm going to keep my hat on. <laughs> the hat on. But uh, so the music video and the song, all that drops at midnight. Uh, I think the video is actually available in the morning, but it's going to be everywhere that you can get songs and hear music. And the song is dope. It's peacocking. It's about, it's about showing out, kind of on some. Uh, I don't like to relate songs to other artists, but it has a uh, put your pinky finger in the mm-hmm. air Bruno Mars type of feel. So you can really get with it, groove, take a shower to it, clean your house to it, walk down the street to it, get in the car. Like you can really put this on repeat and replay. It's, it's a masterpiece. Appreciate but it. what I wanted to talk about was like, where are some of your earliest influences that have led to that you think directly have influenced your success as an adult in music? Um, I mean, of course, it started in church, mm. you know, growing up in a Baptist church. Look at God. Look at it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, you you get introduced to music at a very young age. And um, my mother was the lead singer at our church. Mm. And she was a soprano, but very, she could get up there, right? Okay. So she was well known around the area in, uh, at that time, Detroit. And so... I used to sit behind the drummer, and he would give me a pair of drumsticks and let me uh, just hit, hit the floor. And eventually, I just knew how to play the drums. Never had no lessons. From hitting the carpet. From hitting the carpet And when I was like five or six. And then the drummer didn't show up one day, and my mama was like, he can play. And I was like, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But got up there and did it. How old were you when that opportunity happened? I had to be like six or seven. So you were just a little, little baby little, XP. Little baby XP. Wasn't even XP yet. And how'd it go? Um, it went good. They they kept me as the drummer. Started paying me little checks uh, every Sunday. And so you made your first enemy. Yeah. Because the original drummer was like, how you replace me <laughs> with a baby? Yeah, I don't even know. We don't even know. What, I don't even remember what happened to him. He He's out of there. But, um, I teach him how to drum on carpet, and he replaced <laughs> me? A six-year-old baby? Like, what does that say to his drumming career? Right. Well, I wonder what he's doing. But Crack? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I kicked out of church because a six-year-old replaced Probably. him. But that shows that you started off with all kind of rhythm, cadence, yeah. and timing. Yeah. 
And so now you've applied that to, you know, multiple different formats of your career right now. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, whether it's performing yourself or songwriting or, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Very impressive. So, like, just to shift for the people who are listeners that are actually more musically inclined for a second. So, for all the first-time listeners that don't really, you're not into, like, structure or music theory and all of that or feeling that you just gotta you just gotta bear with us for a second because i wanted him to get technical because a lot of times we'll see you know two or three gold rings a couple chains and assume that it's just a stroke of luck but it's not it is opportunity it's talent it's preparation and all that equal what we see as success so hallelujah what is your process if you will for going from blank screen blank piece of paper to platinum hit um. Well, I don't have any solo platinum hits, mm-hmm. but I, I'll tell you about my process when I'm writing. Excuse me, my, my yet yet. Go ahead. Um, but I tell you about my process. Um, I kind of have a couple. Sometimes, um, you know, I get some production, I get a beat, and then I'll sit down, um, and I I try to think as if the song already exists. And I'm just trying to remember it, if that make make any sense. Wow. Um, and so, you know, which eventually leads me to like humming notes. Mm-hmm. Then I just fill in the blanks with words. If unless I have um, like a concept I want to write about or something. Okay. Um, which one do would you say you do more often than not? I'll probably just let go more often. So I'm melody like, first. Yeah, just humming something and be like, okay, and then get a get a vibe. So I had an experience with that in the past. So uh, one of my frat brothers is a songwriter uh, with a platinum hit. Uh, he wrote Deuces. It's Kevin McCall. and uh, uh, Chris Brown song? Mm-hmm. So he wrote Deuces. Oh, he wrote that while we were in college still at Wazoo. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when he moved back to L.A., where he was originally from, he started sharing his catalog with different artists and things. And so that's how he got a part of the Chris Brown stuff. And so... <clears throat> I just went to go kick it with him one day, just to go, you know, just hang out with my guy. I'm like, look, a lot of things are taking off around you and stuff, and sometimes it's good, not necessarily to like for humility or being humble, but it's just good to stick with some of your old people rather than all the new faces that's around. Right. And so I was just going to kick it with my dog, you know, and uh, he was back messing with his talk box, uh, you know, and uh, we did, we were singing runs and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and he, he explained it to me. He was like, so I'll hit runs on a beat or whatever, like see whatever fits and what goes. And then I come back and I'll sub in right. the words. So the melody is definitely strong. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a testament to our ear, our ears as humans. Like, yes, we can connect to the words of a song, mm-hmm. but that melody is what hooks you. Right. And melody is emotion. What, is. Yeah. Right. And, and look how many people sing along with songs. They don't know every word to mm-hmm. now. And I mean, Frankly, the most viral sensation in the, in in music right now is the kid in Asia who's only counting. Oh yeah, forty, <laughs> forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, right. forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven. But his confidence is off the chain. Forty-nine. Yeah, and but it slaps though. Yeah, it's hard. I'm out there like forty-six, forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so melody is fact. I mean, and Snoop reposted and was like, "Just so y'all know, words don't even matter." Right. You know what I'm Especially saying? like I I learned that when I started doing shows over in Europe because mm, there's a language barrier. Yeah, and so when you get on stage and you know you're singing a song and then 
you know, a couple people know your song mm-hmm. and they're singing it with you. And you could kind of tell some, some understand what you're saying. Um, but then you could tell to some, it just don't even matter. It's just like, it makes them feel good and mm-hmm. they don't sing it with you. So. How do you then go from a strong melody mm-hmm. to the message? Yeah, so, again, that's, like, what I was saying about, like, the vibe. So, once I get that melody, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, this makes me feel like this. If it's, like, some smooth, can, can, can we curse on it? Are we allowed to curse here? I don't give a fuck what you do. Okay, shit. Um, no, so, it's, like, if it's on some, like, some lovey-dovey shit and I just want to, you know, vibe out, and I'm like, all right, this for okay. the ladies, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, okay, well, what do I want to say? To the ladies, you know what I'm saying? Do I want to? I want to take you out. I want to, you know. What What am I saying? Am I just on some, you know? It's 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 two a.m. We it ain't time to talk. What is uh, time for at two a.m.? Yeah. Well, you know, we trying to have some children or not. And so sometimes I make baby making music. Okay. And I know that's what I want to do. I don't have kids, but I do enjoy practicing. Exactly. And so you never know. And so in case you do, I'm here. To be your background. <laughs> Is that directed to the ladies? That's directed to everybody. Well, why don't you look right at them and tell them? When you want to have a baby, uh-huh. I need you to come see about me. Not physically, but the music. So you want to have kids with them or you just wanted to do it? I want them to hear my voice as they're conceiving a child. So while the doctor's like, push. No, no, like while they're conceiving a child. While so she's like, while when the guy is like, I'm about to bust, right. you want her to hear you go. Right. Hit a note. Hello. Hi. No, I want, <laughs> I, want, I want it to be a certain note. Well, let me tell you something. Ladies, don't come to me when you want to have a baby. I'm not the one. I don't even like to play with the concept of being a daddy right now. Father's Day is for the motherfucking birds. Yes, I should be planning a family, but you know what feels better than that? A nut. So call me when you want to experience some fun. When you want to go to the lake fair of sexual experiences, the sea fair of sexual experiences, when you want a peacock with your feathers out around the room, when you want to have an experience, Hmm. that's when you reach out to me. I'm the one fucking you. <laughs> so, yeah, let's shift into talking about the ladies because uh, you go from being a, uh, a, you know, we're awkward when we're little. We're all trying to figure it out. We're little kids. Very. To now. I'm still awkward, a little bit. A little bit, but I mean, you also are a worldwide, uh, you know, you're all over the world experiencing things, touring internationally. And so you come, you've, You've come across women of every race and creed and nationality. How do you balance that attention with your innate nature? It's hard. It's hard to do, but you got to be, you got to remember that you're here as a professional as well. Wherever you are, you got to, you're there, you're there to work as well. You got to get up there, you got to do that show. Now, after the show is over. Mm-hmm. After the party's after party. After the party's after party. And that's a different story. And it's one of my favorite parts. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Listen. Okay, you talk about it. Talk your shit. If, mm-hmm. if I never make it in music, I don't care. I'm still going to do music because right. I love making music. Okay. My favorite thing about it is being on stage and performing. I love that energy. I love mm-hmm. performing for people. 
One of my other favorite things about it is the after party after the party. All that doggy stuff. It's a beautiful thing, especially over in Europe, mm-hmm. because everybody is more free over there. They're more, it's like, it's not as, it's not as serious. It's not as risque. I mean, you could literally see naked women in the Amsterdam in the red light district. Yeah. That's legal. Red light district played out now. Now it's just like a bunch of old Persian men walking around looking in windows. Who's in the windows? I mean, it's... it's there's some ladies in there, but they're you know. Is there a new phone, light? Is there a new colored light I district I need to know about? Listen, <laughs> this is, if listen, the red light district this, is dead, where's it? What are is there a black listen, light district? Where's everybody? Well, that'd probably be nasty. Little, yeah, you want to go to the black <laughs> light? <laughs> what light district is everybody in getting their the Amsterdam on? <laughs> you turn that on, you be like, oh my god, you're out of there. She's oh. glowing, man. There's some. Listen, I'm listening. I'm not saying that I indulged in these. Things, okay, but I've definitely gone to the places just to say I've been there. And yeah, we. I mean, I know about cocaine, but yeah, I haven't exactly, done it exactly. Huh? So I will tell you about uh, where is it? Zurich, Zurich, Switzerland. Okay, that's where they have the raves, the big raves. Yeah, they they got a street out there called Longstrasse. Longstrasse. Longstrasse, which I think just means long street. Okay. But okay. on this street is every club, bar, brothel, mm. millions of people out on the street at all times. And that that is an amazing place to be. I had a lot of fun there. Me and the homies had a lot of fun there. Vegas ain't got shit Safe. on long stress though. No. Vegas ain't well. Yeah, Vegas ain't got shit. You are gambling. You are gambling up oh, there. Oh, you're rolling the dice. Rolling the dice for sure. What happens in long stressless stays in the form mm. of bumps on bruises. It gets it gets wild out there. You think you're gonna get married? Um, you know that's a oh man, you know that's a great question that mm-hmm. I'm being asked by multiple people in this time in my life. Um, maybe I don't really see a reason. Are you gonna get married? Yes, you are. I want to be married and I want to have a big old family and all that. Mind you, August 14th was my 37th birthday, so whatever oh, I happy do, belated. needs to hurry the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Getting up there. Yeah. We get up there. I'm up there. How how young are you? Well, you know, uh artists. I play from go ahead, do it like that. Artists are infinite. We live forever. We don't really have an age. We live through the audio wave. Bet. So therefore He and I grew up in the same church as children, <laughs> so I have an idea of about how old he is. And both of our I'm biological up. clocks are doing the damn thing. Listen, we're gonna talk about love. Mm-hmm. Prosperity mm. and our definitions of success when we get back from the break. Okay, you know what would be amazing if you left a five star review on iTunes? Go ahead, just do it. Oh my God, that's gold stuff right there. We're back from the break. Oh, <laughs> that's how we do it. Oh, you thought you thought it was a, a long wait for you? I hope you enjoyed the ad that played. If an ad played for you, it depends on what region you're in here on the Nate Jackson radio show. So, um, how do you define success? I define success as just you're comfortable. You're, you're happy. Uh, those around you are happy. They are also comfortable. Um, and, you know, no stress. I don't think it has to be such a, a financial thing. You know what I'm saying? So no stressor. No stressor. <laughs> Not long stressor. No stressor. <laughs> no stressor. So 
let's say all the money's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say all the money's gone. Okay. You got it, but you got your studio. Mm-hmm. Is that success? All the money's gone. I got my studio. Yeah. As long, but I got my house. Everything's gone. Everything's gone. You can make music though. I mean, I'm just in the studio. You're like every other artist that didn't have a hit. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So define it for me. If I had to have bullet points, what would we, what would we say? Well, I would still have to go with being comfortable. I still got to say that. Okay. But being comfortable, again, is like you're not living in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're happy where you're, where you're living. So I guess in essence, success would be happiness. Mm. Um, as long as you're happy uh, with your situation, I would think you are successful as you want to be. Okay. Are you so writing this down? Is there a number? Yeah, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Don't quote me on this. All right. So Put here's unknown under it. Right, unknown? <laughs> no, we're going to play a quick game. Mm. All right. And this game is this or that. Okay. Okay. So you're going to get two options, and I need to know which one you like or the, uh, one or the other. Okay. Whopper or Big Mac? Whopper. Fries or onion rings? Fries. Can you tell I'm hungry? <laughs> I am too. I'm going to Popeyes after this. Ooh. Okay. Popeyes or Chick-fil-A? Popeyes. All day. Snickers or Butterfinger? Butterfinger. Okay. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. Chocolate types of candy or fruity types of candy? White chocolate or just... All right. White chocolate or milk chocolate? White chocolate. Okay. But if it's milk chocolate, fruity candy. Gun or knife? Gun. (laughs) Weed or Coke? Weed. Soda or water? That's a fucked up question right there. I should... Say water, but I love soda. Silver or gold? Gold. Okay. Light work. For the <laughs> ladies, I'll give you three for the ladies. Because I know women listen or watch podcasts like, he found full attractive. He look good, girl. And I just want to make sure that all demographics can enjoy the Nick Jackson radio show. Missionary or doggy? Doggy. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I hesitated. Because I was going to say it depends on who you with. But I'm going to go doggy overall. Noggin, you give it or she gives it? She gives it. Okay. I'm not saying I won't, but she gives it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Massage or like a pamper, like a pampering. Massage. Every time? Every time. All right, well, there you have it, guys. That's a this or that moment. Uh, I probably should have had some prepared, but... And that was great. People just like when you wing it. They like when you just... You just wing it. Freestyle. So do this for me, right? Mm -hmm. If you had to make a uh, bio... Yeah. um, And it's... Let's just say, just so that you warm up, the first couple of bullet points on the bio are things you've already accomplished. Mm. I would like to know the next three to five things that don't exist yet. Mm. What would you say? 
Uh, one is what we were kind of talking about earlier. I plan on having a video game developed. It's an area I've uh, always wanted to be in, especially since I'm a gamer myself. Mm. Um, that's one thing. Um, another one would be to uh, expand myself in the writing game more. Um, and when I say that, that means, you know, working with different artists, whether it be a, a lady artist, mm. uh, country, Diversified. song, uh, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to have fun with it. Um, and I, and that definitely is a goal is not to, not to stay in one, one place mm -hmm. as a sound. Everything I do, I want it to be totally different uh, from the last thing. Um, so that's definitely a, a goal for me. Um, what else? I plan on get. I want a puppy. Okay. What kind of puppy? Before a you, child. Okay. Uh, what kind of puppy are you trying to get? Um, I don't want to be judged. You want a French? A French? With the French? French the little dog. I was thinking about that. But I really, I, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I really want like a golden doodle or like a labradoodle. Because then they don't shed. They don't shed. Yep. They're really smart. Yeah. Somebody said they're like the smartest, one of the smartest dogs. Yeah, well, Jack Russell Terriers, I think, the smartest dog on earth. Oh, okay. That and a world-trained German Shepherd. Oh, okay. But for the dog lovers out there, like, no, it's not. It's the yeah, Don't yeah, start yeah. that shit. I'm just no, telling no. you what I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I want one of them. Much as you travel? That's, what I'm, that's why it's been hard. That's why I'm like, but right now I'm like, man, I wish I would have known COVID was coming because I'd have got me a COVID pup. Yeah, but dogs don't last for COVID. They last for their whole life. I know, but I would have had the, I, I would have been straight. I would have been straight. I would have had the puppy straight by then. Where would the puppy, puppy be while you and the homies are at Long Stressa? The puppy would be with uh, my lady friend. All right. So you're going to be like, uh, who's that, 2 chains that has that dog with him all the time? Yeah. Future. Somebody has a little dog with him all the time. I think it is future, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I don't want something. That so small. a puppy before kids. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Because if the puppy died, then it's like, oh, this nigga shouldn't get no kids. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. If For you sure. know what I'm saying? <laughs> can't take care of the puppy. Right. But I mean, everything wants to survive. I mean, at a certain sure. point, a kid's gonna be like, "Nigga, I'll cook a sandwich." God damn! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want it to get there, though. Right? I don't ever. My kids shall never want. I mean, but how do you? I mean, shit. You were six playing drums at church, like yeah. Kids, we start to That's survival true. instinct kicks in. The dog ain't got no thumbs. He's just screwed regardless. What That's would you true. name your dog? Um. I don't know. I would have to see the dog. You want to like interact with it? Yeah. Like, I you feel like uh, everything for you is the vibes. It's like a tribe in Africa. When you have a kid, you got to be like, okay, this is what you are going to do. Your name means this. Yes. And that, and that means they have to, they, that's what they do. This is, or as an ancestor, right? So I would have to get to like know the Native the Americans, how they right. like, but I mean, and it sounds like crazy noble because like you may meet a girl named Hummingbird and that's like, that's crazy. Right. But then you could also meet somebody named Lightbulb. You're like, damn, they didn't, they weren't outside, huh? Right. Ain't that exactly. bitch? Introducing, exactly. Introducing Lightbulb. <laughs> light bitch bulb. has an idea. <laughs> she is an idea. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what's up. So as far as those goals, being like when you when you I'm I'm very strategic about how I how I go about my goals, right? Mm -hmm. 
Like I legit write them down. Then I write down the beats that it takes to get to the finish line. I, I, I'll break the beats down into action steps. I'll break the action steps down into to-do lists. I'll break the to-do list down into how long they should take and literally incrementally re-engineer what it takes to get to the final goal so that when I do one little thing, it has it's purpose driven, right? And uh, so then one little step, uh, you know, you keep taking your little steps, and then you turn and look back, and you're like, "Damn, I'm hella far from where I started." Right. And then you achieve the thing. So I need to do that. So I was going to ask you, what do you do? Because you're knocking out major things. Is this just by chance and talent? And you're just like, I mean, "Look, man, I wing it, and when it happens, it happens." <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but it, it's definitely. Like when I put my mind to something, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to make it happen. Um, and then if I fail, I move on to the next thing. Uh, but yeah, like my thing is, I don't like to focus on a lot of things at once. So it's like, what, I, what's I, the max? What are you like? Okay, my plate's full. Four things. So on a day when you're like, listen to beats, yeah, wash clothes. Run to post office. No, no, those are those are never happening. This <laughs> laundry and 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 making a song in the same day never never happening. That's just impossible. So you so what things do you not let into your creative space? Um, anything stressful, anything where I'm like, anything that takes me out of that vibe that I want to be in. So if I'm like, all right, if I know I have to work on a song, I know what kind of vibe I'm gonna want to set. Mm-hmm. Anything that is the opposite of that vibe, I don't want to be around. If it's somebody talking some negative shit, that I won't even look at Facebook for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Just, just to, to just to clear your palate, right? Hmm. And just let it all be me and and not influenced by somebody else's energy. What about your phone? My, well, that's hard because you write into your phone. I write into my phone, which I've been trying to get out of. Why? But, Papers everywhere. But I got this little nice little book. So I've been like, I, I want to write in that book. But it's also like the phone is just so convenient. Mm. What am I going to do? I can't get away from it. And then there's a notification on top of my bars. And I'm like, I got to check that. So, Which is what I was, which is what I was leading to. Is like, I find when I'm creating, like, I have to just put the phone either in another room, face down. So like, you don't write on your phone. Yeah, I got plenty of material in my phone. Mm. But how can I... If, if it's a fledgling idea, how can I get it to work and stand upright on its own if mm-hmm. my phone rings, texts are coming, notifications are popping in from here and there? I mean, I'm talking about I got news apps, text messages, the the, the Instagram, yep. and I post viral content so the notifications be off the goddamn chain. Yep. So I have to just leave that shit alone. Furthermore, I, as of recent, I've been taking my phone and putting it on the other side of the whole mm-hmm. room and yeah. shit. Because I'm finding that off the first notification I get in the morning, I hear that. Yeah. And I check that, and there's no going back to sleep. Exactly. So whenever that first one hits, if it's 6.15, guess who's up for the goddamn day? Yeah. Me and my tired ass. And that's why I've been kind of. And you know what's crazy? We'd be exhausted after waking up like that and have to finish our day out. And the goddamn phone dies. The phone don't ride out with you. It should have to struggle on 1% like it us. Should. That motherfucker would be like, nigga, that's it. Charge me back up. What about me, bitch right. ass nigga? I need to charge back up. Apple, you need to work on that. You need to have our phones 
They already counting our heartbeats and steps and right. shit. It should let us know when our energy is so low that everybody got to take a goddamn break. Right. I want to see it fade out and dim. I, I want to see it struggle. I right. want to see it like you're trying to text and it's 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 struggling like you. Right. And then it just it it, it, it don't even die. It just say go to bed. It's nap time. This is the world. This is the world we live in now, man. Where we're dropping. Speaking of the world that we live in right now, how are you handling? Uh, a whole new world is COVID fuckery. I think I'm doing pretty well. Damn it. I'm 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 an introvert. Oh, okay. So you like this? I've been in the corner. I've been in the corner in the dark in the fetal position. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's where I get my best material. <laughs> so creatively, you're you're flourishing. Yeah, I think it, it's it's weird to say, but I think this is definitely the best project that I've done. I think it's some of the best music I've done. So this is not just the Peacocking song as a single. Tomorrow is the drop of an entire album. The beginning of it. The album is going to drop in uh, October. Tell me about the album. The album is a cornucopia of soul and love. Titled. It's, you're going to be the first person to tell the title to. This is, this is crazy. Well, shit, let's do it right then. What you gonna do? The name of the album is Fantastic. It has been thought of. It has been molded over in a corner while they were sitting in the fetal position in the dark during COVID. While you could not go out to movie theaters, while you could not go to comedy clubs, XP was creating and making and molding incredible content for you, track after track of banger. And what he decided to name the entire thing is Regal Blue 84. It's called Regal Blue 84. Tell me, tell me this. It has a lot to Walk do. me through your uh, medulla oblongata. For sure. And how you get to that. For sure. It has a lot to do with the artwork, which you can't really see. Mm-hmm. The artwork is I had one of my uh, favorite artists. He's a painter. Mm. Um, I had him. His name is Clayton Singleton. Shout out to Clayton Singleton. I know. Cl- I don't know Clayton. Oh, it would make sense because he's fire. You would love his work. Then I'm going to have to get familiar. You got to check him out. Um, he's here? Uh, no, I don't know where he's stationed at, but okay. he, he does probably long stress. He does uh black art, mm. um, and just puts like he'll do a painting of anybody and just put you in a light that makes them fantastic, godly almost. In wow. King. So he did this painting, um, and it's super royalty. I got a crown on, and it's like a, I got chains on, um, and the background is blue, okay. And so I wanted to touch on, you know, I was like, okay, it's regal. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And where I grew up. So this has nothing to do with a car. It does. Okay. Because where I grew up, uh, East Chicago, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Detroit. That's where the Jackson family's from, Gary, Indiana. That's right. And you'll get your ass killed. Fuck around there, too. You so will. Just be safe. Be careful. Be careful. So Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. So, you know, OGs. That's you know that was one of the cars they used to push was a Regal and they put that motherfucker up they set it up on twenty twos yeah and they, you know and they pushed good weed out of them and some of them pushed other things the dog but uh and so that it's kind of touching on uh on that on kind of where I came from a little bit okay. um and into where I'm at right now being Regal trying to be you know yeah. black excellence royalty um, are you a Leo Pisces ah. I'm a Leo. That royalty shit speaks right to my soul. I'm a fish. I, I swim by you as you are being royal, and I 
And I say, continue your royalty. Yeah. And then I swim on. Uh, but yeah, so, and, and then that, and then 84, the year I was born, um, and it also just happens to be one of my favorite years of the regal that I used to see the OGs pushing. So, so you're actually not timeless. Uh, despite the first section of the podcast I, where we weren't, saying how, we weren't saying how old you are. And now you didn't came in here and dropped that 84 was the year of your birth. No, I said 84 was the year of my favorite Regal. I didn't say there you that go. that was the year that I was birthed. Okay, well, hey, the people heard what they heard, and uh, they can review it. Either way. We don't add it around here either. Your music, what you create, and you essentially, your essence, is all timeless. Now, I don't know if in this uh, podcast we were able to capture, I know we weren't able to capture all things that are XP, so I want to extend the invitation for you to come back. Man, if you have me, I'll Because I want to dig deeper. And I'll tell, I'll tell a little story, then we're not going to go into this. Okay. But we are going to uh, tell them where to find you on the internet and all that stuff. Okay. Immediately after I do this. This is a cliffhanger. Okay. When I was young and at, uh, going to church. Oh, my God. It's happening. As a child, uh, we had Bible study on Tuesdays, and then it was followed up with choir practice. It was actually pretty fun because it was like all the young people from all of the different schools in the area, which was the only time you would see the girls from the other high school because they would just be over there, either that or at like a citywide dance. So we would love going to church, and everybody would be intermingling and commingling. And you know, when you're young and budding, and you're dealing with your, uh, you know, your innards and all the feelings, and your, your hormones are raging, and and that stuff starts to outweigh where you're at and the environment you're in, and you just you just bubble over and and, and you and you suck titties. Somewhere you ain't supposed to suck titties at. I was in Bible study, minding my business, uh, probably passing notes back and forth the other way. It was Bible study for sure. Tuesday night, church wasn't done being built. XP was a member of my church, and so was the young lady who he got caught with in the back of the church, back there uh, tittying around. They were kids, so it didn't get too crazy, but they got caught by a minister. And so what we saw from the Bible study room was, uh, first of all, everybody knew they was back there. We all knew they had snuck off to do their thing. I was trying to figure out who I could go back to. Oh, absolutely. Y'all weren't slick. Oh, I'm like, yeah. because her little sister was still in there. So oh, we're like, yeah, hey, yo, yeah, where's, yeah. where's uh, where's uh, Jane Doe? And they're like, mm. oh, where's uh, where's John Doe? Oh, they're they back, they back there. The they back there doing around. We knew it. And when Minister Johnson went past, we were like, I hope she don't know they back there. So I don't know what y'all was back there doing, but she caught you. And so y'all got yanked out with the back of the unfinished, built, being built church and drugged through the whole front of the foyer of the church past Wait, the Bible study room. Can I say, because that part of the church wasn't fully built yet, it necessary, it, it, technically it wasn't as bad as if it would have been in the actual part of the church. There wasn't as much of God's eye on that part of the Okay, go on. Whatever you've told yourself <laughs> to justify sucking titties in the back of a church is fine with me. But I do think you should have a coming to uh, him and just be real Re about it. Repent. Yeah, like my bad. Okay. It wasn't done back there. Uh, I was very horny. The young lady was with the shits. And uh, <laughs> just have your moment. But it's hysterical to me. And here's the thing. That same minister caught between four and seven other children 
messing around in the church at different times. This oh is actually God. more common than people think. You can't just send a bunch of little horny kids to any building and expect them not to do? horn together. You just can't. I know somebody who got caught in the broom closet of the old church down on Puget. Downtown Olympia. Downtown Olympia. The original? Down there messing around trying to figure out, what well, does that fit in this? Does that go on that? Or what is this? Which way does that shape in? Oh, yours is changing. Oh, mine is changing. <laughs> Just little kids under the watchful eye. It's not, well, they didn't know all this. The they thought they were under the watchful eye of a push broom. So you know what I'm saying? They're in a broom closet. You thought you were under the watchful eye of a dusty, under construction, concrete bucket filled room. It was some concrete buckets. And a minister ran in on you and brought the entire wrath of the Lord with her. And so uh, when you come back, I need you to be able to explain. <laughs> How that even pops off. Like, how do you get dropped off at New Life Baptist Church? Like, you know you're going there. You pass the sign on the way into the parking lot. You park. You go in. You sit in Bible study. You pass a note or a whisper or a suggestion. And then the two of you strafe because you didn't leave at the same time. You didn't walk out with your fingers interlocked. No. She left first, and that's how I know she led you down the wrong Thank road. You. And then you followed a couple minutes later, Thank winking you. and dapping niggas on your way out like y'all know what's <laughs> about to happen. I might even wipe my dick off on Bible paper. We're like, oh why? my God. He is a heathen. Blasphemy. Hey, I stayed in Bible study. I'm just saying what happened. So I want you, when you come back, to um, tell me about that. And then seriously, I want to delve a little bit deeper into what we as African-American men think is going on with the cultural shift that's happened in the country about Black Lives Mattering, about, about uh, George, about Brianna, about uh, Biden. And I want to actually dig just a little, and I mean a little, just scratch the surface on uh, what's going on with uh, Dem Democratic National Convention and us getting Trump up out of there. Yes, uh, or keeping him, depending on how you feel. But I want to go into that kind of stuff. Yes, um, in the meantime, since this has been juicy, tell them where to find you online. Oh, you can find me at Experience XP. Now, that experience does not have an E at the beginning of it because mm. I had to be special. So I took the E off, and that's hip-hop. So it's at experience XP on all my social media. Um, and yeah. And oh yeah, my website is uh xpmusic.rocks. And where can they go at midnight tonight mm -hmm. to hear the new single Peacocking? Ooh, wee. So whatever platform of music you got is gonna be on there. Um that's title. Ooh. And that's where you should listen to I it at black people. There we go. If you're going to stream, stream with title. I'm on there. And shout out to uh, DistroKid, who is doing my distribution. They Beautiful. actually include title into their uh, program when you when you work with them. They sure do, because that's how they helped me put out Cookie Monster. Boom. They're the homies. But you should also check out Cookie Monster Remix featuring Too Short and Zero. But mm. do it after you give Peacock and at fire. least 10 spins. Listen, we got fire out here. We're in these streets. When are we going to make a song? We need to. We're playing. We need to, man. We gotta get the vibe right. You know what I'm saying? Take our socks and shoes off, uh, rent a little room, and then just like make it. You know what I'm saying? Bang, Check bang. me out on Instagram at Mr. Nate Jackson, superfunnycomedyclub.com. We will be back after this brief hiatus where the governor is messing with live entertainment, but we'll be back. We'll be better. We'll be bigger. We'll be stronger. And we will be uh, a glorious space for the Northwest to enjoy live comedy. Mm. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Nate Jackson Podcasting Network. <laughs>